We are on. We are tracking business and beyond rolling toe edition. I'm glad you're on. I'm off. You're, you're off most of the time now. That's true. Until the 10th of October. Yeah. You've been conned. I got conned in doing a seminar. This for is elderly abuse. In Chicago. Elderly abuse. But it's only two hours. Yes, but they conned you into it well, through elderly abuse. Well, um, it's an old friend. Yes. And they, and they really wanted me to go talk to their guys. Uh-huh. And we were thinking about taking a driving trip from here up to northeast Iowa and northwest Illinois to look at the, the trees at that time. So we decided, well, we could do this so we could drive on into Chicago and do the seminar and then come back. Well, I guess that uh, that all fits then. Yeah, unless our plans get changed. But that's what we're thinking about doing. Right. Then we got to find somebody to take care of the damn dog. The damn dog. Yes. Well, there's always a burlap sack, a brick, and a pond. Yes, and I've got the pond. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Russell's a sweetheart. Uh, he wasn't this morning. He wasn't this morning. When he took Dottie's pillow and pillowcase out in the yard and chewed it up. <laughs> How'd he get it out? Right through his doggy door. Right through the doggy door. Yeah, he's he's inventive. We went shopping for dog beds for him yesterday. Right. Because he chewed up his dog bed. Right. Took the stuffing out, spread it all over. And so I'm in there and they said, can we help you? And I said, yes, can you show me a dog bed made out of Kevlar? Right. They said, what's Kevlar? I said, it's what they make body armor out of. Right. No, we ain't got that. And I said, well, it's the only thing I can think of that the damn dog won't chew. <laughs> he's got some extra special chewing skills. Oh, he's good at it. Yeah. He chews everything. <clears throat> he, yeah. The other day in the morning, he was out in his yard, fenced yard, can't get out of. And in the yard, standing up was a squirrel. A squirrel in the yard. And he, we got an oak tree in the yard and it's got acorns. Yeah. So the squirrel was looking for acorns. Uh-huh. Well, the dog saw the squirrel. <clears throat> the squirrel saw the dog. The squirrel waited until he got close, went up over the fence, went into the next yard, and climbed halfway up the tree and stood there and chattered at him. Yes, as they do. The dog went nuts. Yes, as they do. Then the squirrel left, and the dog went around the yard, sniffing for scent of that squirrel. And every time he found it, he would yip, and then he'd look <laughs> and go yip, and then yip. And he ran around the yard for three hours. <laughs> couldn't get him to stop. Couldn't distract him at all. I yep. finally had to go out there and grab him, bring him in the house, put him in the cage to get him to calm down. Yeah. Now he is about that squirrel. Well, I guess it, at 12 months, his hunting instincts have taken over. Right. Wow. Now he needs, a, he, need, he needs to have a cage match. Well, the neighbor who raises hunting dogs, pointers and stuff, mm-hmm. saw him running around in a circle. He, you might as well go shoot a squirrel and throw it in the yard because that dog ain't going to stop until he gets a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, <clears throat> we can talk about hunting dogs, uh, but not much because we're definitely not experts on the subject. Don't know nothing. Right. Uh, but we, we can also talk about tire wear, handling. Uh, vibrations, some of them. You some got anything them. to talk about? What's that? You got anything to talk Do about? I have anything to talk about. Well, I, I, something I, I I keep seeing and I keep thinking I know what that is, but then I, I think you have mentioned some other possible causes, and I just want to make sure my head is clear on something. Uh, inside edge wear between the duels. That's a tough one. It's something I've chewed on and chewed on. And the only thing I can come up with is that one or the other of those wheels Mm -hmm. 
has a larger diameter of the rim on the unsupported bell of the rim right. than it does on the other one, which means the rim got hot. Yeah. Or, and this is the thing, I, I in the image that I just saw this week, it's clear that they're not the same rims. Yes. So, that, I mean, people put aluminum on the outside and steel on the inside. Yep. But, uh, but if they were just different rims and both beads of the rim were the same size, right. you would simply have tall tire, short tire. It should be. Yeah. But if if the unsupported bell of the rim is a larger diameter than the supported bell of the rim, then you've got tall tire, short tire across one tire. One tire. Right. So yes. So as I, I had said this has to be a distortion within just this tire, mm-hmm. uh, either the tire or the rim. Right. And that the, it can't be the brakes because that would affect both. Yes. It can't be the bearing because. Right. That would usually affect the inside. Inside edge of one of the tires, then eventually the inside edge of the other tire. Right. And so it can't be inflation. Yeah. yeah it could be a mismount. I mean, the ins, the the where the two tires meet, if those those aren't mounted properly, and that makes the sidewall shorter. Right. That could be it. Which is a the same conversation as a distortion. In the rim, one correct assembly. Correct. I, it's it's a strange one. I see it occasionally. I don't see it a lot. Mm-hmm. And so far, I scratch my head and say, "Well, I've never proven what it is." Right. It isn't. It isn't one thing. Right. First off, right. It's at least three or four possibilities. Yeah. And they're all. They all have to do with the wheel. It's not alignment. It's not. No. It's bearing, not inflation. It's not bearing. It's not flex axle. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Let me give you one. Okay. I don't know if we talked about this, but I had a tire rep call me up mm-hmm. and he's in at a school bus fleet. Okay. And they've got some flat nose school buses. Right. And some con- conventional nose school buses. Okay. All the flat nose are built by one company. All of the flat nose buses are having excessive scrubbing wear on the left front tire. Just on the left front. Yes. Okay. They've checked the alignment. The alignment's fine. They check the inflation. Deflation's fine. It's not mm-hmm. the bearing stuff. I said, send me pictures of the tires. He sent me pictures of the tires, and the left front tires were all showing Shalimac wear. Shalimac. Now, that's an engineer's term. Right. But it's very specific, and what it means is that the tire looks like it's been rubbed on by a file. By a file. Okay. If you look closely at the top of the surface of the rubber, there's little waves of rubber scrubbed off on them. Okay. And the waves are in line with the direction of the rib, not across the rib. I'm with the direction, okay. Which means the tire's being drugged sideways. Okay. Okay. I said, well, the only time I see Shalomac wear is when we have an incorrect turning radius and the tires have too much toe out on turn. Just during the turn. And so they're scrubbing like mad as they're turning. And school buses do a lot of turning. The interesting thing is, why is it only on one front tire and not both front tires? Right. Years ago, I had a Mack truck in Pennsylvania, a dump truck, that had this same problem. And when we got in there and got looking at it, we realized that the bend in the steering arms, that the two tie rod, the tie rod cross two together, okay, yeah. the bends were not the same side to side. Okay, so to make sure we're clear on this, to describe it, because nobody can see your hands. Yeah. Uh, the, the tie rod behind the axle is yeah. connected to two arms. The lower steering arms. That are connected to the spindle. Yes. And the bend in them, the shape of those, the angle at which it extends from the spindle to the tie rod, determines the turning radius. And it's determines it's based on the wheelbase length. Yes. 
Okay. Oh, yes. All right. But the wheelbase length is the same side to side. Oh. Why was one arm bent more than the other arm? Yeah, and the way we told it, I says, I think you got a, a steering arm wrong. And he says, how do I tell? I said, you go underneath the truck behind the axle with a, t- a, a tape measure. You bump the tape measure against the sidewall of the tire, and you measure over to the stud on the tie rod end joint. Okay. Now, it'll be two inches, two and a quarter, two and a half, where that stud is away from the tire. Compare the the distance on one side of the truck to the distance on the other side of the truck, and I bet the left one has a wider gap. Right, and that distance doesn't change as you're steering. No, it's fixed. It's it's a fixed so, dimension. Right. Yeah, so you could you could, like, you could put like a a yard stick against the tire and measure out from that. Yeah, as it's in it's in the well. Of it the, doesn't matter. So anyway, he measured it. Called me back later. She's your spot on. I said, how far off is it? He says, a half an inch. A difference of a half an inch. Yeah, that's a ton. That's a ton. So he says, what do we do about it? I said, well, the problem we had with the Mac was he went to the truck dealer and said, here's the VIN for my truck. I want the correct steering arm for the left tie rod in, or the left steering arm. The left. They sent him exactly the same one he had. So was it the right one that was right? So then he went to the thing and says, I need the correct steering arm for the right side. They sent him exactly the same one he had. one. (laughs) <laughs> Somebody, when they were specking the truck, wrote down the wrong steering arm number for the left side. Well, that'll do you. And now he says, how do I get a correct one? I says, go to a junkyard <laughs> <laughs> and find one that matches. Either the right one matches to the left or the left one matches. I don't care which one you change, but you got to match them. You got to match them. All right. Well, it's uh, uh, fortunately a very rare occurrence. It is. It, well, in, in being reported to me, it's rare. Being yeah. seen on highway trucks, I haven't seen it much. Right. But I don't know where else it's happening that I don't know about. Right. In the, in the specific industry, whether it's uh, uh, dump trucks or school buses or garbage trucks, this could be a thing that happens more often. Who knows? Who knows? So you go out and really, really look for it. Right. Right. And uh, the reason for having a different one, is it just the wheelbase or are there other reasons for... Okay, well, let's talk about the... Uh, do we have people holding? Nobody's holding, but okay. if somebody wanted to hold, okay, they could call 855-950-3835 with their particular tire wear issues or whatever. Right. Okay, so let's talk about Ackerman and what it does. Ackerman. Sure. Ackerman is the guy that designed an axle that the individual tires could turn left and right instead of pivoting the whole axle like the old wagons were. The old wagon. Okay. All right. It creates a steering assembly. As you turn the wheels left or right, the toe has to change, and it toes out. The inside turning tire has to turn a smaller circle than the outside turning tire in order to get to move smoothly around a corner. This is all, I think, the... Reference everybody understands is in a marching band or in a military uh, military group. marching uh, group. You, you're if you're turning a corner, the inside guy has to march with little steps, and the outside guy has to run. Yeah, depending on the length. As it stretches steps out to get around there. Okay, so it's called toe out on turns. Right. All right. The amount of toe out on turns is dictated by how sharp the bend is on that steering arm. Okay. The more it bends in, the more it will tow out when you turn. The less it bends in, the less you will tow out on turn. Right. The more you want a truck to turn sharp and short circles, the more tow out it requires. Right. Okay. So we got a garbage truck fleet in LA we're working with. 
They're having terrible tire wear problems on their steer axles. They're wearing out a pair of 385 steers every month Right. on 60 trucks. Every month on 60 trucks, a pair of 385 steers. Everybody knows those costs are about a buck fifty. Yeah, they're cheap. Yeah. So in either case, we go in, we measure the trucks, and he says he's had all kinds of people measure them. And sure enough, the toe is a 16th of an inch toe in straight ahead, which is where you're supposed to set it. But we put it into a full turn, and we had seven inches of toe out. Well, then we measured the wheelbase length and compared it to the angle of the arms. Right. And according to the angle of the arms, the drive axles were located right underneath the transmission. <laughs> so we had the wrong steering arms for the wheelbase length. Just for the wheelbase length itself. Correct. Yeah. He said, what can we do? And I said, well, we could change the steering arms, put a longer tie rod on it. You will get a better toe out and turn, but you will turn a bigger circle. He said, well, let's try it. I can't afford to keep paying for these tires. So we put the correct arms on. We put a longer steering arm on it on two trucks. On two trucks. The next day, he called us up and said, put it back like it was. Because uh, our guy cannot operate in downtown L.A. with that big a circle. Right. So we put it back like it was. The next option was to increase the toe in while you're straight ahead. Yes. To reduce the amount of toe out in the cern. Right. That's our that's our commonest right. way. As so, we okay, a sixteenth of an inch toe in is what we expect all of our over the road drivers to have. Right, a sixteenth of an inch plus or minus a thirty second. Right, but if you have say a school bus to combat this toe out in turn, we would increase it to as much as an eighth of an inch or a quarter. Yeah, you know, it could be, but typical school bus eighth, eighth to three sixteenths. And those typical garbage truck. Well, what we did was block by block. We went incrementally on this truck. We changed it to an eighth and we doubled his tire life. We changed it to a quarter and we got another month out of it. We finally wound up at three eighths of an inch towed in and we were getting six months out of his tires. Six months. Went from one month to six months by changing it from one sixteenth to three eighths. Right. Right. Or actually, the chances that it was actually towed out when you got there are pretty good. Whatever. Alignment, never, you know, we just find that uh, when we get to a fleet, they started out with poorly aligned vehicles that were actually towed out. Right. Or they thought that they were correct. And then that makes it even worse when you're in the turn. You got to tow out and turn in with tow out. So we managed to get it all fixed by adjusting the tow setting because we couldn't change the hardware and get it to perform the way we wanted it. Right. Okay? Right. So that's an example of Ackerman or toe out on turns and how it can affect tire wear and handling. That guy Ackerman, what a what a famous guy he is. He figured it out. He's yep. like the guy that invented the toilet. Who was that? John. Hmm? John. John was the guy. Yeah. Good old John. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> we have a couple calls here. Uh, one, man, I, I hate to repeat what this says, so I'm going to assume it's not. Uh, clear, but it looks like Dale. Hello, Dale. Hello, guys. How are you? Oh, Good. Doing all right. Sorry. So my question is, um, first thing on preset hubs, uh, no matter if they're on a truck or trailer, of course, uh, do you, you don't have to do like a doctor preload on those, do you? Um, no, you can't do a doctor preload on a preset with a sleeve. You have right. to just torque it to 300 foot-pounds and let it run. Yep. Okay, that, that's what I was going to ask. Where on those, what should you torque them down to? Then? So 300, 300 foot-pounds, and that's it? Okay. Yep. Now, if you torque it to 300 foot-pounds, 
and you check for in play by whatever process you want, and there's in play in it, that means that there's something wrong in the assembly. And at that point, I would take the sleeve out and do another standard bearing adjustment on it or a doctor preload. Now, I should go ahead and mention that the 300 pounds, that's the setting for a LMS hub with a double nut. If you have a single nut, chances are you can't torque it to 300 or you'll break something. Well, this one is more like 200. You'll have to look at the manufacturer. Okay. Yeah, so probably about 200 foot pounds. Okay. Because um, this was the first one I've ever dealt. I've never dealt with one of these before, and I had to put one, had to put a wheel seal in, and then uh, have this on there. And uh, and I know when I when I tighten it up, I can only tighten it so far, and then it clicks, and then it locks itself. So I'm mm-hmm. wondering if that if it's not. If it's not like a pre-torque assembly as well on that nut, is that would that be correct or am I wrong? Well, it depends on which kind of nut you're talking about. Are you talking about the kind of nut that when you slide the socket on, it releases the tangs, and then you tighten it? When you take the socket off, it it locks itself. Yes, that's an axi lock nut, and I hate them. Okay. <laughs> it's on an international. They tend to break uh, the tangs off. Well, it won't matter what brand truck it's on. Okay. If I was working on that, I probably would switch to a ProTorque nut. Right. We've had a lot of well, problems with those tangs that come out and lock breaking off. Okay. Well, that won't be a problem. We can sure do start doing that. So, okay. okay. So now, my, my next question is, we're thinking about getting a, a Volvo with that adaptive loading on there, and we, and we run mm-hmm. uh, uh, and... I'm looking to get a trailer that will have a front lift axle on it. Mm-hmm. Joe Morrill, he had uh, posted something uh, about upgrading the shocks on the axle that will be that will be handling most of the weight while it's empty to keep from some of that shock uh, from happening running mm-hmm. down the road. Um, mm-hmm. Should a fella do something like that? Um, on the truck and trailer, and if you don't, will that? How will that mess with the alignment? If, if, if you don't upgrade, well, that won't mess with the that won't changing the shocks won't change the alignment. So I'm not worried about that. But as far as what system works best and how to do it, I would simply go straight to Joel. Find him on Facebook. Post your questions. He'll respond to it and let him advise you because he's the one with all the experience. Okay. All right. Well, I didn't know if that would also help with tire wear as well on the whole system. Uh, you know, I, I didn't know. I know it sounded like a good idea. I never thought of that myself. But uh, mm-hmm. we run trailers with lift axles as well, and I didn't know if that would be something that a village should be more investigating on and uh, upgrading system and do that. Well, he, he'd be the guy with the experience to advise you on that. I, I couldn't tell you that. Okay. All right. All right. Sounds All right. good then, guys. Good luck. Thank you. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. Right. Thank you. All right. Now, I said the first caller would set the uh, tone, the, uh, the, what was that, the... So uh, the tone is we don't know? <laughs> we don't know. I don't know. Ask us questions we don't know. Yeah, all right. That's our, uh, that's our theme for the day. All right. Okay. Uh, and, and to help us with that, uh, we've got Shanna Gray. Uh, talking about the South Dakota Trucking Association. Yeah, we got that coming up in September, don't we? Well, I'm not sure. Yeah, that's that's not on my calendar. Two weeks from uh, today. (laughs) Now, I'll be golfing two weeks from today. Mike said 
it would be elder abuse. Yeah. Isn't that what you're, yeah. Yes. But, fr- yes. but yeah, Friday the 15th, the Trucking Association is really excited in South Dakota to have Mike come and, and share all his wealth of knowledge. I can't tell you, I've had quite a few owner operators that usually don't attend convention that says, I got to go just because I want to talk to Mike. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I'm infamous. <laughs> You're infamous. So, so I said, I better call into the show because most of these guys listen to this. If it's not live, they listen to the replay and remind them to make sure because you get one-on-one with Mike and then um, and who knows, maybe during the banquet go. and stuff, you can, you know, we'll feed you, we'll do whatever and have lots of fun. But I don't, I better not hear that this is elder abuse like your other seminar. <laughs> okay, so I need more details. I've got that on my calendar, but I don't have details of where to go, what time I'm supposed to be there, or any of that stuff yet. I'll call and take care of you after you're off the air. And All right, we've got everything. That. We got your hotel booked. We got everything, and you'll get to know. We've got a great group with the South Dakota Trucking Association. Lots of, lots of wonderful members, and we have. Sometimes too much fun when you get all these trucking people together. So, are are, are we going to have a morning outing to the uh, to the uh, Mount Rushmore <laughs> a morning uh, outing? Yep, that yeah. would only be That's about seven hours. Yeah, it's about six hours from <laughs> Sioux Falls. So no, but you, but we would really I love that you come by the S and B Transportation and check out our shop. It's not very big, but uh, you know our main focus is all on them the alignments. So. We'll, we'll we'll certainly look into that. I thought you, that South Dakota was about the size of Connecticut. We could just go there in a couple hours. You can, yeah. Uh, look at the map; it's only about an inch. Well, from one side, from my <laughs> side on the east side to the other side of the state, it's about a six-hour drive. So, wow. And we just measure okay, everything well, in hours. So, hours. couldn't tell you the mile. The way to go. Yeah. It's, it's gotcha. 409 miles across I-90 from border to border, I believe. So you can tell that because it's it's the number on the on the on the exit sign. Mile yeah. marker, yeah. <laughs> not the 409, so that must be a mile markers. That's what they're there for. Far out. Exactly. Okay, well, so we're, we're looking, looking forward, forward to, to seeing you in we'll two weeks, and I'll we will. I'll call you with more details, Mike. Have a great day, guys. Thank you. Right. Bye, bye, for Colin, and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> All right. Always good to hear from China. Um, and we do have two more. Uh, one sent us pictures of a trailer. I and it's, his name is Joe, so we'll see what happens here. I where, where did he send the pictures to? Well, that's what I'm not sure about. We'll see. Okay. Hey, Joe. Hey, how's it going? I, on a trailer. I sent it to Mike, Mike's phone. So hopefully he got it. If uh, not, he'll have to look for those round black things with holes in them. I got them. Does he know? I got them. I found it. Okay. So, so, um, I talked to you a couple of weeks ago because I had tires that looked similar. Uh, I replaced two and then like within a month, I guess, um, I wound up with a couple more. When I crawled underneath the trailer, almost every tire was bad, except for the two new ones I put on, you know, a month ago. So, Okay. We had we had spoke. I haven't gotten it in to somebody. I, I called Jim up in Michigan to, and I sent him pictures also. Uh, and he, like like you had recommended before, you're thinking this is a Hendrickson and uh, could be the flexing of the axle of the axle. But 
Yeah. Yeah. So, but when I put my thinking cap on, and again, it's it's a very poor thinking cap. It has holes in it. So, um, the the other thought I I was thinking of, I never heard anybody talk about bushings. Like the the axle has yes. arms, correct? That that yes. Um, there's bushings in the arms. Yes. Right. So yeah, is is that something also? that could be causing this. And again, I'm, I'm going to get it yeah, into Jim, so but I'm, 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 go ahead. Okay. Let's, let's talk about the tire wear patterns. Okay. I've been looking at your pictures and yeah. it looks like one edge of the tire is taking a lot of abuse and then it's forming into a dial cup across the tire. Right. That sound right. Okay. Is this always the inside tire that's doing this or is it the outside tire that's doing it? Or is it both of them? Um, the inside tire, I believe is the one that's getting the more abuse. Like the one okay. tire you see there has what I'm, has like a big knot in it, you know, or where, you know, looks like somebody has been chewing on it. Yeah. I understand that. Okay. And there's one edge of the tire that tends to wear worse than the other edge. Does that tend to be the one that's on the inside close to the frame or the one that's on the edge between the two tires? Frame. Okay. In, inside. We're back the to frame. the flex of the axis. Yeah, we're back to the flex of the axle, okay? Okay. Now, yeah. I wouldn't discourage you from having Jim pull the bolts and push the arm down and inspect the bushings, but the main okay. tire word that I'm seeing then is simply the axle's flexing too much. Right. Okay. Right. The um, so what would what would you expect to see if it was the bushings that were shot? It would be both tires. It would be both tires. And uh, let's see, a, a symptomatic outside of the trailer. How what would you see of the trailer or of the the wheels, axle, or anything that would tell you, hey, that thing probably has shot bushings. Well, you couldn't keep them aligned. Couldn't keep it aligned. So the, the the issue is that arm is able to move inside the hanger, front to back, front to back, so which you, changes the alignment. If you were, if it was an issue, you would see the wheel moving back and forth. Well, no, you wouldn't have to have enough that you'd see it moving back and forth necessarily. But the movement of the axle front to back would cause both tires in the pair to show right. significant regular wear at the same time. Right. All the way across him. Yeah, he's getting irregular wear starting on the inside edge of the inside tire and working its way out. That's axle flex. All right. Okay. Yeah. Or or loose bearings. It used to be that this was loose bearings. Yeah. Until Hendrickson brought out that axle. Right. Did that so answer your question? Oh, bad bearings. Yeah, I I had um like I said, I went to go put a couple tires on. I wound up putting six and I I was talking mm -hmm. to guys in the shop and I deal with this tire shop regularly. They have their alignment machine mm -hmm. and all that, but uh, I never use them. Look around, you know, just see if there's anything obvious. And all they did was they came out with their pry bar when the truck was off the ground and just putting mm -hmm. pressure on the axle to see if they feel any loose bearing. Um, is that how you right. would normally try to check them on the trailer? With on the pry a trailer, bar? Because there's there's no drive axle shafts, no gears or anything to impede you. On a trailer, if I've got the wheels up off the ground and I've got the brake released, I can grab the top of the tire with both hands, put my leg back, and give a good hard push in on the top of the tire. And if the bearing's loose, it goes clunk, clunk. 
Right. So using okay. a pry bar is another way to do it. Yeah, the pry bar is fine, but it's overkill for a trailer. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, okay. You realize you realize that where are you located in the United States? I'm in New Jersey. Any competent welder could weld the angle iron and the axles. You do not have to go to an alignment shop to have that done. Right. Okay. Well, I have a shop that I dealt with. I have a shop that, you know, has done, uh, they've been in business for probably 80 years. They they used to build custom bodies Mm -hmm. and all that. And and he's worked Mm -hmm. on my trailer before. And I mentioned it to him because I called him and showed him pictures and asked him his opinion. And I mentioned to him about the Mm -hmm. angle iron and he said he's never heard of it. And I, yeah, you know, well, I the said, fact well, he's never heard of it doesn't bother me. Right, right. He, and, you know, it, it's not his main thing, axles all the time. But, you know, I, I try to educate what I've learned to some of these guys. So maybe it'll be something they look for in the future. But, you know, also sure, the guy if he's done it. He, if, yeah, if he's willing to do it, I'd have him weld the angle iron on. You don't need to travel yeah, halfway across got- the country to get that done. We've got some uh, yeah. pictures and guidelines he, we can. He's already got the pictures. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, you probably... sent them to me last time. Yep. Uh, yeah. The way you just described okay. it, uh, there, if, if it's bushings, the description you said is if you just take out the bolt and you could see the bushing. Is right. it that simple? You or take is, the bolt are those out bolts and you have, have been on there twenty years. Well, you may have to cut it off, but you push the arm down so the arm comes out of the hanger, and you can see the bushing net. Right. And if right, they've been okay. there for 20 years, I guarantee they're probably not good at the, the, Yeah, if they've been in there 20 years and never been replaced, the odds are the bushings are gone. Yeah, okay, so it could be a combination of all. All right. Well, yeah. I appreciate it. Yep, as always. Not a problem. All right. You know, Mike, I just want to. We I just want to say here. it's nice. It's nice when you have ladies calling you to set up your vacation for you, hotel and everything. That's yeah, living a pretty good life. Yeah, yeah don't let my wife hear that. <laughs> All right, I won't tell her. All righty, buddy. You have a good day. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye bye. Yep. Right. Bye. Right. <laughs> well, the Chicago one was a guy. So yeah, this guy's. I, know, so I don't know what to say about that. Right. Guy. Um, all right, Jerry here is talking about tire rotation. Well, that should be fun. They they go round Famous, and round, right? Yeah, the, the yeah. clockwise, Famous counterclockwise, depending on the size of the Famous quote: "To be or not to be." My question is: Is That's to right. rotate or not to rotate? My tire man says to never rotate tires side to side on on top of steer axle. I've always rotated them side to side every 50,000 miles, and he says he sees more wear problems by rotating them than not rotating them. So what does the expert say? I rotate. I don't okay. do it every 50,000 miles. But I do it based on wear. So when the two tires start out, they have the same amount of tread depth, and we measure it in 30 seconds of an inch. About 18, 30 seconds. When one tire is two, 30 seconds more worn than the other tire, it's time to rotate. Okay. So if they're wearing even, don't rotate them? Yeah, if they're even and they're not getting in, just leave them alone, let them run. There. But right. typically, one front tire will wear faster than the other. And so when I'm two, 30 seconds off, I'm going to switch them. Yep. Okay. Now, on the drive tires, the rear drive axle tends to wear faster than the front drive axle. So using tread depth again, when the rear axle is 430 seconds more worn than the front, it's time to X-rotate them. Right. 
and that's the way I've always done the rear right. tires. But I usually don't go by wear pattern. I go when I damn well got time. It's just a matter of if I've got them off well, or something else, and you know, I don't go by wear yeah. wear depth. I just do it when I damn well got time. So. Well, that's, there's, there's nothing wrong with that, but I, I don't like wearing out my lug nuts and studs. Right. All right. And it's, uh, I mean, you do it yourself, uh, but and in that you spent time and uh, effort. But if you're paying somebody to do it, well, then only do it when you need to. Right. Well, I'd be doing it myself. So I, I just got in the habit of doing my steer tires every 50,000 miles, but I guess uh, maybe I'll measure them before I do it this time and See if they even see if they're wearing even. I won't do it. I won't bother do it. I'll wait till the next fifty thousand and measure it again. Go. All right, that yeah, answers the question. We're, we're I appreciate smart, your not hard. Yeah, you there you buddy. Go. Have a good day. Thank <laughs> hey, you, bud. Right. Bye. All right. Okay. Two more. Two more. Two more. And it's getting up on time. So okay. Well, I mean, not that bad. We're we're okay. Let's talk. Okay. To this one is Sam, and he's talking about steer tires. Sam. Sam. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How you doing? Oh, good. You? Good. Uh, I have a uh, T600 O2 model. I've been chasing your, what I consider the the mythical perfect alignment in several trucks now for a while. So I, I finally mm-hmm. took this truck up to Chad uh, two years ago mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and had him work, work his magic. I had some kingpins put in it, whatever. I am now approaching 210,000 miles on my steer tires um, with 9.30 seconds oh, to go. You, you, know, um, you can't do that. Yeah, no, that's illegal. That, that's not possible, I, right? I know. You've broken and some laws. listen to this. <laughs> um, um, okay, where else was I going to go with that? Um, the uh, with Okay, with the 9.30 seconds left, uh, according to my... Per 30 seconds mileage I'm getting, it's going to get over 300, and that's stopping at 530 seconds. So what? Uh, oh. I've never been able to wear a front tire down that far. Is there a point where I should <laughs> just get new tires? No. 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 Remember, if you were to retread these tires, you know, you could get upwards of seven, 800,000 miles on them. You're putting them in on the casing, trailer yeah, on the casing. So don't. It's not the mileage at all that's a problem. Uh, well, I should I, let you know yeah. that the tread will probably wear faster here at the end of its life than it did at the beginning. Now, see, I don't believe that. I think it wears slower. <laughs> It'll wear slower. I like that. It's harder. Yeah, it's shorter. Um, it has less flex. Yeah. It should be more stable. Should be. I would expect it to last longer, but all that's right. okay. Okay. Um, All right. One but other yes, one. That's that what I we think like is, to, you're not the only. Go ahead. One more quick thing. Uh, I bought this truck uh, three years ago, and the mm-hmm. previous owner kept a really good log. He he never got more than eighty thousand miles out of a set of stair tires his entire decade. He he replaced tires like every ten months, and it, it, he had alignments mm-hmm. constantly. He was getting aligned mm-hmm. like at least once a year. He was getting aligned, but it can, never can changed, I, and he kept. Can I? I want to. I want. I want to correct that statement. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, he paid. He paid for alignments. He hadn't gotten one. Right. 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 Okay. And it's kind of like if, if you're, you're the the definition of insanity. You keep doing the same thing over and over again. You know. But it never changed. I, I go through his logs. We, uh, you know, truck alignment, blah blah blah, and then he changed his tires again at eighty thousand miles. Anyway, so I finally I I fixed that. Now it's going you know two to three years on a set. The, the drive tires on this truck 
he purchased back in 2016. I bought them. I bought this truck. Mm-hmm. They were four years old. And they are Goodyear Endurance, I believe is the brand. Uh, yep. They look pretty new when I bought the truck, and they were four years old. And I've mm-hmm. put 350,000 on them. These tires have over 800,000 miles on them. And I still mm-hmm. have 10, 30 seconds left on them. Right. These are going to well, be million-mile no, that, tires. That, that's, <laughs> no, that, that's breaking rules of yeah. Mother Nature and yeah, everything else. I'm a lot of rules here. Can't do that. Um so, so I guess a couple questions I got are first, how much horsepower you got in the engine? I mean, it's a it's two hundred. It should be. Yeah, it's a see, um, it's a cat, and you know, five fifty cat. Um, yeah. I I progressive shift. I I I short. <laughs> you know, um, I, I I think I'm really yeah. good on, it. and I'm pre- and the previous owner apparently did too. But we he was doing the same job I do. Basically, we we haul it's really light load, so it. You know, it's, it's, uh, they don't, it doesn't get worked really hard, put it that way. But still, a million miles out of a a set of rubber. That's crazy. It's incredible. Now, are you rotating your drives and steers at all or just leave them where they're at? I did, just like you told me. At 230 seconds, I crossed them, and that was two years ago, and they're almost even now. (laughs) So you got another two years to go. Yeah, they're almost right. even. Yeah, two years is- ago, it was two thirty six. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. I run them at like eighty pounds because I do lightweight work. Uh, that seems to be fine. Uh, but yeah. I, I just talk about. Uh, can you even figure that out? Talk about uh, cents per mile on tire cost. Figure a million miles <laughs> t- or somehow by eight thousand dollars. That's what these tires cost. It doesn't even calculate. There's zero 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 before the numbers start. They amortized out years ago before you even bought it. Yeah, Yeah. you're not doing. You're not. You're not doing your share for the economy because you're not buying enough tires. Right. Yeah. You're just. I know. You're you're like somebody that's off the grid for electrical or phone or everything. (laughs) I'm glad you're having a good luck. This is great, buddy. Yeah. Anyway, I just I just wanted to give a good testimonial to y'all, and and, then it's uh, it works. (laughs) Thanks a lot. I appreciate that. You bet. Bye bye. All right. And just uh, a, a note there, if you are driving in Cascadia or, uh, uh, let's see, what else? Oh, a 660 yeah. or any any number of the Pro Star, the Lone Star, now well, specifically the Pro Star. But uh, if you're driving a different truck that has a setback axle, you're not going to see that kind of life. Almost. Wait a minute. He's got a setback on it. He said, well, uh, he's got a setback axle on that truck. Okay, the 600. Yeah. Okay. It's the same as all the rest of them. All right. So And it's, and it's possible. It you can possible. do this. Even with a cat. Yeah. Get, uh, with a 550 kind of cat. Life. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. But so, uh, <laughs> let's see. Take the lessons that, they, that everybody else has learned here and apply it and save yourself some money. Send me a check. Send us. Yeah. Why don't you send us? Why don't you send me the money that you saved on the tires? Oh, yeah. I'd like that. <laughs> well, we'll add, you add it up and then write us the check. Okay. All right. Okay. So we've got two more. We need to hurry up and get through here. Uh, I'm not sure what this one means. Doesn't matter. So put him on the air. And talk anyway. It's something from maybe a guy named Paul. Hello. Howdy. 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 So I, I went and picked up my new trailer last week. And uh, yeah. picked it up in Georgia, took it straight down to Florida to get some extras added on. And I said yeah, to the guy, right. I said, and I, I had balance masters to go on the axles. I said, so you got to take the wheels off to put these on. 
the outside wheel. And I said, so while you're there and they're a welding and fabrication shop, they do not do alignment at sure. I said, sure. you got to take the outside wheel off. So take the inside wheel off. And I sent him the picture that you'd sent me with the piece of steel. I'm just going to do the right. outside end of the axle. And he said, I told him sure. why. And he said, I've heard about this. And he said, we can do that for you. Okay, good deal. So cool. it's down it's down good, there good. now. Probably got, probably got rained on yesterday with the, the hurricane weather. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, got a little wet. That's all right. Got a criss in it. Yeah. So. Yep. So, but uh, right from the having even hauled a load on it, I just took it straight down there, and uh, mm-hmm. they're adding some extra lights and bits and pieces. And it's like we're going to cure this, hopefully, axle flex and the balance masters and I everything. Like that. So I'm right from the get go. I'm because usually I'm a procrastinator. If I'd started using it, it'd be five years later and a couple of sets of tires before I'd do anything. So, well, good. I'm, Keep us up to date on how it goes. Okay. Yeah. Who do? Yeah, that's okay, right. thank you. All righty, buddy. Yeah, from now. We should we should really be hearing some good news. Yep. All right. All right. Uh one last caller. And this one's about a trailer also. So uh maybe Luke. Yes, this is Luke. Uh thinking yes, about spec I'm thinking about specking out a new log trailer, be a straight frame log trailer, no drops in the frame. Thinking about going spread axle, and I would kind of like to do two lift axles on it so that I could raise the front one going down the road, get a tight job with a tight corner or something, I could raise the back one. Is that a problem? Yeah, when you raise both axles, it kind of drags on its ass. (laughs) (laughs) No front one down and raise the back one to shorten up my wheelbase. Oh, I see. <laughs> shorten uh, your wheelbase. I see. Uh, Some people have told I me you, have you, can't, you can't get away doing that. I was wondering why. Unless there's a DOT regulation preventing it, there's nothing mechanical preventing it. Right. That's well, what I, I was thinking. I don't know why the DOT would prevent that. Yeah. I, okay. Sounds like a heck of a deal. Give it a shot. Now, in some states... If you have a lift axle, you have to have the controls outside the cab. Right. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Which would make it kind of interesting trying to say, well, I'm driving down the road with the front one up because it's empty. Now I want to make a sharp turn, so I need to – now i got to stop, get out of the cab, flip the switches, get back in, wait for them to transfer, and then I can move it. You see what I mean? Right, right. As far as I know, the location, the areas I run, it doesn't matter if the switches are in. Right. But if you just get a really long stick, you could reach out the window and do them. Right, right. You have to be <laughs> telescoping so you can keep it in the cab. I'll just set it on cruise and crawl out there. Yes, yes. That'll do it. Walk along the yeah, side yeah, of the trail. That'll do it. Yeah. Sort of a selfie while you're doing that. That's, yeah, we want to see a picture of that. Okay, okay I'll do that. All right. All right. Good luck to you, buddy. All right. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for the calls. Thanks for the calls, everybody. This has been a great show. It's a good show. Um, yeah. Looking forward to next week. We should still be around. Yeah. It'll be... Uh, it'll be the eighth. We or the seventh. We'll seventh. be around, and then the next week I'll be gone. Will you? 
Well, the 15th, I have to be in South Dakota. And so I don't know if I'll hang around for the show on the 14th. Do the show and then head out on the 14th. I might do that. Do the show and then head out. Yeah. So I think that's, I think we'll work it out. Okay. We can do that. All right. So that's uh, all the news that's fit to speak about. And some that wasn't. And some that definitely (laughs) wasn't. Thank you all. Have a good day.